This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Many of you that follow me on social media have probably seen me say something about highlight coaching and consulting. So what is that? So what we do at Highlight is we focus on teaching teens and young adults, and that's 18 to 35, valuable life skills that we wish we would have known. You know, I often ask the question, you've heard me ask it on some of these episodes of, if you could go back in time to high school and give yourself three pieces of advice, what would it be? It was actually an episode that I had not that long ago. Well, these pieces of advice is what motivated and inspired Jessica to create the ETA program to be able to pour back into teens and young adults because if we can equip them now in things that will help them make better decisions not only through their high school years their college years but these are things that are going to stay with them forever so if you're a parent listening to this and you have a teen or young adult or if you happen to be a teen or young adult and you're listening to this as well is the investment that you make today will pay massive dividends in the future. So these courses aren't free. Um, These programs aren't free, but they're very, very worth it, if you ask me, because it's something that I know that I've just had to figure out. And so if I can help shorten the learning curve from 35 to 40 years down to just a few years, how can you put a value on that? Anyways, check it out. There's a link in the bio, not the bio, in the show notes um, for highlightcoaching.com. I encourage you to go there, check it out, reach out with questions, and let's have a conversation. Thanks. Here's the episode. I'll tell you what, I'm so excited on how I get connected one way or another with some unbelievable people via social media and it continues to happen and this is one of those prime examples. I get a chance to speak with Coach Britt Gismas and this one was really, really good. I started following his his material and his uh, profile after the episode with uh, Coach Kurt Hines and those two gentlemen are friends and then I realized that um, he's also buddies with uh, Chip Baker and so he runs in really, really good company. And so in this one, we talk a lot about just the definition of success, a lot of challenges that people have. And one of the statements that he uses is, I changed the atmosphere around me. And I thought that was so powerful. The other thing is he gives three S's and those surround significance, satisfaction, and serving. So just take, take a listen and you won't be disappointed in the energy in the wisdom, and in the information that Britt shares. And please let me know what you think. Without further ado, Britt Gismas. Well, everybody, this is Britt. And help me pronounce your last name. Is it Gusmus? It's Gusmus, just like it sounds. Yes. Yes. And, and thank you very much. Because, yes, it. Uh, people try to overthink it. And man, they come up with some creative ways to say it. <laughs> it's like Christmas, but Gusmas. <laughs> exactly. That's it, man. That is it. That's great. Well, we were just talking before I hit record about how we we met and all the people that are within my network that are probably listening to this show. Um, my my network's grown so significantly through social media, and I was the biggest one of the biggest. Um, people resistant to ever getting on social media. And it has blessed me beyond just, I can't even like write it all down. Like all the wonderful people. We talked about Chip Baker that we both know and and hold dear in a lot of respect. And then coach Kurt Hines, you know, these are all people that I just met through other people that without social media, I would have never met them just like I would have never met you. And I've followed your content since we connected and it just, it blows me away. I, I, your passion, your, your love for just sharing, sharing the gospel, sharing how it's helped you and impacted you is powerful. And then going through your, the brief, brief bio that I have, um, it, it, it really resonates. I mean, you definitely can tell you are who you say you are. 
Right. And well, Jeff, first and foremost, like you said, it is uh, social media has been a wonderful blessing to me as well. And there are guys, coaches, friends, pastors that I've never met, never met in person. And, and who would have ever thought 10, 20, 30 years ago that you could have deep relationships like on the level, deep relationships, very trusting relationships with people that you've never met before. And, um, and so I am so grateful, uh, to the coaching network out there, uh, especially through Twitter, high school coaches, college coaches, um, and in all, in every social platform, you can find somebody that is like-minded that has those same passions that you do. And like you said, um, it is incredibly important to me that my behaviors, my actions and what comes out of my mouth are in are they are congruent they agree they line up and i that is called integrity right, right. And, and so there was a time in my life where that wasn't always the case and it was a mission it was a um i don't want to say a goal but it was the mission of my life to make sure that i acted in integrity because there were times where quite honestly um if you listen to my content or you see me you definitely see that uh honest vulnerable uh, messaging coming out, uh, but that I wasn't, that I was a phony, that I felt like I was a phony. Everything, everything looked really good out here. Everything was not good mm -hmm. in here. And um, I just spoke about it. Um, at, so I'm a dean of students at Lutheran High School in Parker, Colorado, and we had our leadership retreat for student ministry this year. And I just spoke on the topic of being called and chosen. And what that looks like. And I held up a picture of myself at 18 years old in my football picture. I as I was chosen to be the quarterback. I was chosen to be the team captain. I was chosen all state, all of these things. That's what I was chosen to do. And yet out of all that stuff that looked really good on the outside, um, there was this battle going on mm -hmm. inside of me and that would persist for more years than I would like to admit. And so it took some time for me to understand that and to really, uh, like I say, you know, when you see me on Instagram um, and I told our students this in my message that you have to go deep. You have to go deep into your thoughts, your emotion, your spirit and see what is out of alignment. And the only way that you really see that uh, in my estimation and what helped me become that man of integrity was a relationship with Jesus Christ because he so lovingly walked me through those places, walked me into those places that hurt, that were dark and lovingly, challengingly challenged me. I like to call right, that yeah. the refiner's fire. Um, like we know from scripture that that is not who I am. He made me whole and helped me understand how important it is to act and behave the way you think, the way you speak. And, and so that is something that um, I preach a lot to my students, the students that I see in the hallways, uh, to my athletes, all of those things. Uh, integrity is something that will take you a long way in this life. It will help you build quality relationships, lasting relationships. Well, that will then make life significant, satisfying. And, and it also helps with communication and it helps with trust and it helps with honesty and all of those things. And so, yeah, Jeff, it's, uh, it's, as you can tell, it's really important to me, uh, for me to, for those things to line up and to put out a message that I think uh, in some ways, in many ways is countercultural to what we see on social media. And um, that's important to me as well. Right. For sure. And before we get into the, the introduction, I heard, I was listening to a podcast today and I was talking about tools. So social media is a tool and they use the reference of a chainsaw. A chainsaw could be used for dramatically good things. It could, you know, could supply heat, fire, so you can cook, warmth, um, just all these different things that it can provide. On the other side, it could also be the most dangerous thing around there. And it's all how you use the tool. And social media is the same way. There's an algorithm. You can use it to your benefit. You can fill it full of positivity 
and things that are going to help you grow and to be better, or you can fill it with all the stuff that's going to make you feel miserable every day, compare yourself to other people, and it's just how you use it. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny you talk about the algorithm um, because, yes, there is. I see if you scroll one or two reels past um, the content that you're looking at, the great the new trending audio is there. That's going to get you to go viral. And that is uh, that in many ways is the aim for many people to go viral, to have thousands, millions of views, likes, shares, uh, saves, all of those things. And that is a good thing. But when it takes you out of your core message, when it takes you out of or chasing uh, those things that are not good about social media, that, that other edge of the chainsaw, so to speak, um, then it becomes inauthentic and largely I hate to say it, but there is a large swath of people who gravitate to that too often. For sure. Well, it's easy. It's yeah. the dopamine fix. Okay. Right. Exactly. So everybody, this is Britt Brit Gusmus. He's a Christian, a football coach. He shared he's a dean of students, personal growth expert for men, a two-time author of the Oak Tree Source, and then a co-author of The Impact of Influence. And that's the one that you co-authored with Chip Baker, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Okay. So it's got to be great. Um, so before we get and we dive further into all the, the good things that I know that you're going to be able to share is I like to do something fun. So we play Would You Rather. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Would Bring you it. rather freeze time or go back in time? Ooh, I would rather go back in time. Okay. And that doesn't that doesn't mean that I have a lot of regrets. There are some, but I would take the man I am today back to that 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old boy who was trying to figure it out and guide him into into what I know today. <laughs> and to let him know that you're not missing out. Mm. You're not missing out on anything. Follow with all your heart, your soul, and your might, the passions that you have. And let people feel the weight of who you are and then let them deal with it. And so mm. I would go back in time. Now, granted, I'm a dad now and things have worked out really well. And I see my kids growing up so quick and my daughter being a freshman in high school. I'm like, stop. But <laughs> um, I think I would be, um, I think I would be a much better dad um, if I had those tools that I did not have uh, when I was a younger person, younger man. Right. Well, well it's a great question. Your, your answer is great because it also goes. And again, you talked about integrity. That's how you're living. You can't physically go back to your 14 through 18 year old self. So now you're going to other 14 to 18 year olds and beyond and helping them. So you are living in alignment to what you would do for yourself. So good job. Amen to that. I appreciate it. All right. So the next one, would you rather live without music or TV? Ooh, it's man. It would have to be TV. Okay. It would have to be TV. And even Though I, I mean, Jeff, I uh, man, I am a I'm an NFL I'm an NFL guy through and through. I, I'm a sports junkie through and through, and I don't obviously get to go to games all the time to to pro games, and it would probably hurt a little bit if I didn't get to see games on a regular basis. But with that being said, music moves my spirit, and if I didn't have music, if I didn't have Oh my gosh, the 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 Led Zeppelins and the ACDCs in my youth to um the Pearl Jams in my in my younger manhood and now praise and worship music uh for the last two or so decades. Um, I don't know what I'd do because uh, like I said, uh, music just moves my spirit to such a degree um that boy, there's times when I dance. Um, and I I am not afraid, I'm not a I'm not ashamed to say it, Jeff. I'm not afraid to say it. I dance like nobody's looking or listening um, or it brings me to my knees or it has me 
face grant face down on the ground in praise and worship or gives me a, a wonderful memory. So music would definitely be the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now this one, I, I always like to have one that's unique for the individual. So I think I may have gotten this one right. Would you rather be Superman or Captain America? Man, that is a good one. I <laughs> would rather be Captain America. Okay. So, I mean, I, um, it's funny. So my daughter painted this phone case for me. So I was scrolling <laughs> through IG and I saw that. So that's why I thought I was like, okay, here's something yes. I can hang on to. Yeah. Thank you so much for knowing me. Um, it's um, Superman, obviously he's otherworldly and, uh, but Captain America, man, he is, he is idealistic. He stands for something and he's relentless. He is relentless. He is absolutely relentless in standing for all the right things and standing for what's pure, honest, and true. And, and he is quite the, uh, he is quite the butt kicker too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. I'm, I'm happy that I nailed that question. Yes, right. you nailed it. So the last one, would you rather have pizza or tacos? Pizza all day. Pizza. I love it when they're fast answers. Right. Well, I know. And I, I am a sausage and pepperoni guy through and through. Okay. I mean, you, you can't beat it. And my wife likes Supreme and uh, some, you know, some vegan crust and some other stuff. And granted, I'll, I'll eat it if I have to. But man, give me a big old New York style slice of pepperoni and sausage. Yeah, there you go. I'm with you on that one. Okay, perfect. So now we'll get to the good stuff. So the 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 podcast is called Pathways to Greatness. And I started it because... One, I wanted to help people see that there's different definitions to greatness. Everybody has a different definition and that greatness is not linear. It's ups and downs. You've already shared. If you go back and you look at your life decisions that you've made, we've all gone through these different ups and downs and switchbacks and potholes and all these different things in our life. And I just want to share stories like yours and you to be able to share wisdom with the audience so people just won't quit that when they have those moments where they need to just find that that oomph to get over the hump and to keep going is that they are equipped with tactics and tools and strategies and then just stories to hear how other people are facing a lot of the challenges that they're facing and they're striving for greatness so what would you say your definition of greatness is well, first and foremost, thank you for putting out a message, a podcast that says all of those things, that promotes all those things you just mentioned, because we can't have enough of that encouragement, tools, tactics, and stories to, to find our way to, to our best selves. And so, um, so thanks first and foremost, Jeff. So I would define greatness as satisfaction. Finding satisfaction that runs so that runs deeper than riches, material things, fame. None of it is big enough. None of it is big enough to actually to fill that hole that's inside of us. So I would say greatness is being satisfied, highly satisfied with one's life which then leads to a significance. So if you are highly satisfied with the life you've led or the life you're leading, it's going to lead to significant things in your life, significant accomplishments in your life. And so once you've have that satisfaction, you are you are doing things that are significant that then are affecting other people in positive ways. And so I like to use those three S's, significance, satisfaction, and then serving or being a part of people, people's lives and affecting them in a positive way, um, no matter what it looks like. And really, I think, or I know, pardon me, that happens when you live with passion. Mm -hmm. That happens when you live with passion, when you live with a uh, an exuberance, a joy, an excitement for life. Greatness follows that. Mm -hmm. And and we can, and, and I know every, obviously everybody has a different definition of that, which is great. But what I have come to overcoming, 
some really difficult times. Looking back saying, okay, I'm not the same as I was. So that is giving me, that has given me great satisfaction that I have overcome significant things in my life that has changed me. So I am not the same person I used to be, which then leads me to doing things that are significant, which means um, serving, living out your call on your life and not being overly selfish to say, okay, I've got to go make the most money. I've got to have the greatest cars. I've got to have the biggest house. Um, I actually have to be famous uh, in order to be satisfied when that just makes the whole that much deeper. And um, my, I mean, for me, my most significant accomplishment is uh, affecting lives, what I believe to be uh, thousands of lives, tens of thousands of lives in a positive way over the last, uh, gosh, I mean, it's before that, but as a coach for 18 years, uh, being in education for the last 11 years, and and obviously along the way, but living satisfied, living significant has a help has helped me uh, affect lives in a positive manner, which I believe is greatness. And I like the words that you use, and I would imagine in working with young people when they hear, and even men, because I know you have a, a ministry mm-hmm. around men mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and they hear you say satisfaction. How, like, let's dive into that because so many people are constantly seeking satisfaction, but not the right kind of satisfaction. So I don't know, have you seen the Johnny Manziel documentary? Oh man, heck yeah. So the biggest line that I, I wish that they would broadcast across the world time and time again. And I hope he hears what he said is he had all the money, first round draft pick, had everything he wanted, and he still wasn't happy. That's not satisfaction. Not at all, Jeff. And and that is really, that's really what, pardon me, that's what I'm alluding to is those are the, you're exactly right. Those are the things we think bring us satisfaction. And granted, they can help. They can help in certain ways, but that whole, that God-sized whole, that spirit-deprived whole in our lives cannot be filled with earthly things. And so, yes, when I say satisfaction, that means I failed. I was drafted by the Houston Astros. I was ready to go sign, go play, give it a shot. Obviously, there are no guarantees in life at all. Um, I had a major league swing. There's no doubt about it. Um, There wasn't a pitch I couldn't hit. There wasn't a fastball that was thrown hard enough that I could not hit. And yet I still had some holes in my game. And I, a, I developed a, um, what's the word? A, um, and not an attitude, but yes, an attitude to a certain degree, but a reputation. I, I developed a reputation for a guy who burnt the candle at both ends. And so I wasn't trustworthy. And Mm. so that satisfaction or losing that, pardon me, that lack of satisfaction from not attaining my goal since I was five years old hurt really, really bad. And after that was all done, I was left with me. What do I do? I hadn't finished college as as of yet. I didn't have a lot of, I had connections, but I was in a broken place. And so I had to actually pick myself up. Nobody was coming to save me. <laughs> Nobody was coming to say, Britt, let's give you another chance and, and see if you can go play pro ball. Nobody was coming. And so from the probably one of the lowest points, um, obviously in my life, but a very low point, I think that anybody would say is when you, when you have nothing left mm-hmm. that you pick yourself up off the ground, you admit that you failed. You admit that you made choices that didn't help you attain your goals or or live with satisfaction and then go about step by step one day at a time regaining that earning that and going on the journey to find yourself too often we get to these places i i think like johnny to some degree i mean he was thrust into the spotlight he was an amazing player um he had everything the world at his fingertips and never knew who he was Never knew who he was and was looking, was looking for it in all the wrong places. I was no different. I was looking for God in all the wrong places. Alcohol, drugs, sex, 
approval approval in any way. I was mm -hmm. an approval seeker. And so that idea of satisfaction really takes work to be satisfied mentally, emotionally, spiritually takes a lot of work. And you'll hear me, you've already heard me say it uh, in our conversation today, to go deep into those places that you don't want to go to, that you thought you'd never share with anybody. Oh man, I nobody's ever going to know about what I did over here. I'm going to take that to my grave. Or I feel so badly about myself. Shame has such a stranglehold on me I don't think I can ever pick myself back up or I don't think I can move on. I'm just going to settle for life as it is. And so satisfaction, true satisfaction, satisfaction that emanates from us takes a lot of hard work and a lot of introspection and a lot of letting go, a mm. lot of letting go. And the gifts, the, uh, the 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 idea that life sticks the life that life has that i that life has meaning happens when you're able to actually have true satisfaction and i'll share one quick story uh, my wife and i had gotten married our first year we had our daughter isabel in 2009 um isabel had just come 2 or 3 months ago um we were at home and everything was wonderful and i was stopped in my not everything was tiring and wonderful um i was stopped in my tracks um in the foyer of our house and there was a glimpse there was just a realization that man look what you've <laughs> look at what you've overcome look where you're at and that was that just one of those moments of a deep satisfaction that i believe uh god gave me Mm -hmm. And that I wasn't, I'm not who I once was. My story keeps going. And for me anyway, and I hope that everybody gets to uh, encounter these little glimpses of your life where it's like, wow, look who you were. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you've done. And um, and really, Jeff, I, I described this in the book, my book, The Oak Tree Source. It is that hero's journey. And I don't, and uh, any man from age 14 to age 88, that too many of us don't do it. We, we, we have that, our prescribed trail or our prescribed route that we go, we go to high school, we play ball, we, we gain friends, we, uh, we do all those things and we go to college and then we get a job and we have a family and all those things. And then all this, and then it's like, okay, well, is there more? I know I talked to plenty of men. Is there more? And there you can start that hero's journey at any point, mm -hmm. at any point in your life to go back to say, where are those, where are those spaces and places that, that I am at war with myself or where that shame still persists. And so I, when I talk about satisfaction, it's a lot more than what the Rolling Stones sing mm -hmm. about. Um, it, it's about really doing the work, really doing the work emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, where you can live with peace and satisfaction, and then you can be your best passionate self in today and going forward. And, um, it is a, it is such a blessing. Um, and it is really the kind of the, the battle cry of my life. And you said that so wonderfully, and I hope people, if they need to go back and rewind, rewind, and it's the thing that resonated with me so much, it's progress. And you described progress is that I think far too often as men, as quote unquote providers that we tell ourselves that we are, we don't, we we're so hard on ourselves of where we are at right now. We forget to glance over our shoulder just to see where we used to be and see that progress and see how, like you said, how far we've come. And understand is that keep that that carrot really far and keep working hard because every day it's it's one step closer to the goal in the process. One of the things that you shared um, early in in just a few minutes ago was around approval, and I feel that that's such a challenge in our society now, where so many people. I was a hundred percent guilty of seeking approval. It came from low self-esteem. 
and just a numbers of things that I just wanted to be a, you know, have that seek that approval regardless of the outcome for me. Um, what, how do you help people identify and understand that they are, they have an unhealthy sense of approval, seek, seeking approval, and how do you help them overcome some of those things? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would start by saying, so the um, the kids that I work with, guys that I've had conversations with, or or we've been in um, seminars and all those things together. Um, first, you've got to identify where that need is that's being unfulfilled. Is it um, is it I need to be approved of as like you said, provider or my title. Um, and so when we have that need that is um, incongruent, unagreeable with how we operate in our lives, it's first identifying, okay, what is what is that that need that that really spins out of control in me or makes me insecure? So when that in, when insecurity starts, so obviously first of all, you've got to be aware of when the insecurity pops up. So um, I am feeling insecure about um, when I'm around the guys and they're talking about uh, X, Y, Z. They're talking about the trip they took. They're talking about um, how, th how great things are with their relationship or their, how great things are with their job or how much money they're making. And, you know, whatever, whatever setting you're in, when you start to feel that need outweighing or really running rampant with um with what that's not that does not agree with what's i wouldn't say normal but what's what is um what is appropriate for the moment and so and that comes with insecurity and, and so when we when we as men especially become insecure whether it's around other men whether it's you know you're at the gym and this guy's got three plates on each side, and you're like, man, God, man, why, why do I, why don't I have three plates on each side of that bench? Um, you know, then you're like, you know, that start, you know, you start to seek, you know, whether it's from your wife, whether it's from your buddies, whatever it is, there is um that 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 space where it's uneasy, and you're like, well, I've got to do that, or and it's obviously comparison is a big part of it, and so um so I just try to tell guys that. When you feel yourself, when that insecurity wells up, you try to sit with that for a moment. Okay, what what situation am I in? Is it my relationship? Is it my kids? Um, is it my colleagues at work? Whatever it is, um, I am seeking what I feel like I'm seeking approval for. Uh, obviously, with your performance is a huge part of seeking approval because I was from my parents at the earliest ages, I was like, okay, if I performed well, if I hit home runs, if I threw touchdowns, if I made baskets, they would say, oh my gosh, great job, Britt, da, 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 you were this or that. And I'm like, oh, that's how I, that's how I came. That's how I get loved. Mm -hmm. And so there's the idea of insecurity when your performance doesn't feel like it's enough. When you've like, when you're like in your, maybe in your relationship with your wife, like, man, I can't please her. There's something that I think I feel like I'm doing everything I can to to make sure she's provided for or we have a good life or whatever. And it doesn't feel like it's enough. You and you couple that with insecurity. That might be that space where approval seeking has become unhealthy because in most relationships, most careers, we most people are doing the best they can and they're doing enough. And so when performance and perfectionism sneak into the picture, which leads to an insecurity about who you are and it not being enough, because, man, we I mean, as men, we get into that uh, that comparison game and we'll never measure up. We'll always be seeking um, approval or performance um, from any space or place, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And. What, what again, what I want everybody to hear what you said is it's self-aware. Self-awareness is so critical in that because you can't even start because until you are self-aware of that moment and you can't do anything about it, if you're oblivious or you choose to ignore it and making that, that commitment to yourself of saying, okay, I'm going to pay attention to me 
And it's the habit loop. You you have a trigger. You talked about a trigger and then there's a routine and then you have the habit and habits will, I, I heard this from somebody, so it's not mine. Habits will beat willpower for lunch. I mean, they'll just, they'll eat it up left and right. And your response to those triggers become a habit. So you don't even realize that when you feel this way, you act this way and you have to be aware so you can break that loop and then reprogram um, that trigger. So I use the example of a lot of times when I feel stressed, I want to go get Chick-fil-A French fries. <laughs> and I would sit there at work and I'm like, I just, man, I'm craving some French fries. And it started to click. I'm going, okay, wait a minute. Why am I randomly at three o'clock craving French fries? I, I've eaten enough. I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. And then I realized I was stressed. And so I replaced that French fry routine and habit with mm -hmm. like praise and worship music. It's like, okay, well, clearly if I'm feeling like I need to eat French fries, I'm stressed. So let me replace that with something positive and healthy. Right. No, I, I would completely agree. And also to add on to that idea of approval seeking it, it's a, we have to have that set of experiences and journey and hardship so that we become anchored mm -hmm. that we become anchored into okay i have been through this situation i am whole i i am i am approaching wholeness in who i am and so jeff you heard me mention the quote that i picked up from um oh from a from john eldridge it was wild at heart the book wild at heart mm -hmm. and he talks about he he talks about the quote uh, being let him feel the weight of who you are and then let him deal with it. And no matter the situation we're in or no matter what room we walk into, we've had a set of experiences. We've gone on our hero's journey. And that's why you, you see how many ads do you see on social media for the guys that are having the seminars where the guys go in to do like Navy SEAL training and they, you know, they're, you know, they're going to put them in the toughest spots and they're going to come out and they're going to be warriors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so that is, that is that void where I think many men are like, man, I'm still, whether it's the relationship with dad that wasn't, you know, thriving or that dad didn't, give whoever his son enough to say, I can be a man with this, that we've got to be anchored in something through our set of experiences. And obviously we've got to replace those habits with that. But I think the approval seeking just goes further. It goes further because mm -hmm. I know for me um, early on in my marriage in, in all in full disclosure, I'd see my wife with other men that I felt like were a threat. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to make sure that I'm the one she's looking at. So, you know, whatever little bit of approval I could get would be okay. But as I continued to have that set of experiences that solidified that anchor in my soul, that that burden that Jesus took mm. away from me in my life, I continued to grow. And I don't need approval from anybody. So what you see is what you get. And, and that for me couldn't be done without the work of the Holy spirit. That couldn't be done without that work. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many seminars, no matter how much you put your body in deprivation or you fight and you battle, there still has to be that work done inside. I paused because I wanted everybody to really hear that <laughs> because Again, it's so it's so vital, whether again, you're a man or a woman, whatever. And I know that you you speak a lot to men. It's the void. It's finding what that is and and digging deep. And I'm I'm a big believer in using the accountability mirror. And it's the most uncomfortable thing on earth is to just stare yourself in the eyes and and Talk to me because I can see your face. You're hundred percent. So talk to me about your version of the accountability, accountability mirror and what you think about that. Oh man. It, is, <laughs> it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh how often I have to put that mirror up because I will point the finger, Jeff, 
I'll point the finger at whoever, whether they're on the, the road, wherever they're at, and I will judge. And what do you know? There's three fingers pointing right back at me. And so when I put that, that mirror up, I just laugh. I'm like, well, Britt, you did that just the other day. Um, you cut somebody off. You were less than gracious to that student in the hallways or that man that uh, you saw out or your friend. And so that accountability mirror has to basically be attached to my forehead and then have like a little bar out here so I can constantly have it. So I can constantly have it. And and so that is so and I use that that um, that analogy of the mirror often. Because when we talk about integrity and the spirit of the risen Jesus living in us, we become the mirror. We become the mirror for those people we come in contact with. And that is, I mean, that is one of, I mean, if not the greatest objective or or goal that I, and we already talked about it, but it comes up again, that I be, that I become the mirror. And so when I point the finger or the mirror is shining bright in my face about my shortcomings, my character defects, um, I, yeah, it is, um, it is something that I go to every day. And, and, and Jeff, in, in more full disclosure, I will look in that mirror and I'll look that guy looking back at me in the eyes and I'll tell him I love him too. And so that's another big part of it because man, you know, it, you people may think it's Stuart Smalley-ish, but I'll tell you what, when you start to look yourself in the eye and, and you can say, I love you and you can say, it's okay, I can take care of us now. That's where real growth happens. People will make fun of it, but man, try it. Don't mock it until you try it. Look yeah. in the mirror and say, I love you. And hold your hand over your heart and say, I can take care of us now. Watch what happens to your day. Yep. And people make fun of it because they're scared to do it. Amen. They're not making right. fun of it because they don't think it'll work. They know it'll work and they're not ready and prepared and courageous enough yet to say that because it, that's hard is that we're, we're, it's easy for us to give other people grace and to give them and say, oh, well, I forgive you. But how many times have we carried a regret of something that we've done for decades and won't ever let it go? All the time. And you know what? It's killing men. If, mm -hmm. you, if, you, really, if you really want to get down to it, it's killing them. It's killing them. I isolation sorry the dogs are out here oh that's okay hey it's, i'm surprised i don't have a cat i close the right. door because i normally have a cat that <laughs> right oh i do too i do too <laughs> so it's um, okay yeah i isolation men live in isolation because of that stuff or their marriages go awry because they're too prideful and i i know this is a generalization and and really jeff the big part of why i wrote the oak tree source was to hopefully give men a message, obviously, but symbolism and a message that when their roots are strong, when their roots are deeper than the hurt, than the pride, than the insecurity, than all of those things, they have a firm foundation to stand on. And I think as you and I know, the roots of God, his son, Jesus, his, his Holy Spirit go deeper, so much deeper that are hurt in, in our pain and that we can actually become strong like Oak trees. And, and so um, with that being said, yes, I, um, too many of us are out there by ourselves and not letting go of like what you said and don't, can't find the courage or are too prideful to say, Hey man, I love you. Look in the mirror and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's it's hurting us so much more than we'd ever admit, would like to admit. And and it's it's exactly what the devil wants. Mm. Right. And and one of the best things that I've ever listened to was um, the screw tape letters. And oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The, there's the dramatic version. 
that I think it's, um, is it uh function of the family? There's, it's something, but anyways, it's a dramatic version that's unbelievable. And you just hear, and then the other one is really good by Napoleon Hill, um, Outwitting the Devil. If you haven't listened to that one yet, that one's really good. Okay, I will, I haven't. But it's the whisper in your ear of someone of the devil telling you that you're not good enough, that you've messed up and that you can never recover from this mistake. What are, you know, what are you ever going to do? And I'll challenge everybody that if you sit around and like you said, and you open up and you be authentic and, and if you haven't done this with a group of men, I highly recommend it. Everybody's got baggage. Everybody's got garbage. And then you sit there and going, Holy smokes. I would have never guessed that that guy would have done that. And, and it's not out of judgment. It's out of like, man, like I thought my stuff was heavy. And then you hear that and then you go, let's just hug it out. And there's it to me, that's what becoming a man is because it's ownership. And like you said, it's authenticity. And if we can do that, then it's that, that strength that we didn't normally see growing up. Like I'm 50 and a lot of, you know, Hollywood did a good job with John Wayne and creating the, the lone, the lone ranger, you know, riding off into the sunset by yourself and that you can't hug, you can't do this. And then if you had someone who was godly, it was, you know, a golf shirt and khaki pants. And that was the, the guy that was, you're like, I don't, how do I look up to that? You know? And it was, it's unfortunate that that's where we judge and how we judge but when you start looking and you find people that are real people that have real challenges because every, nobody's perfect and you share those things, it just breaks down all kinds of barriers. Amen to that. Amen to that. And you couldn't have hit the nail on the head any further and deeper because I became a man <laughs> in meetings with other men. Whether it was the CEO, whether it was the the biker who had just ridden his bike in to the meeting or to where we were meeting or the, the guy who had just come off the street or just like you said, man, the, the, the normal everyday guy or uh, we all sat, got real, continued to support each other and created created and i was at this point i was the young guy in the group i was 31 um when when i came into the rooms of sobriety and the rooms of alcoholics anonymous and those guys taught me what it meant just like you're saying to get vulnerable to 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 let those things lose their power just yes. because when we keep it in here and in here it has so much power over us and those i mean so those guys and myself, if we didn't let those things happen, it would have killed us. It would have killed us. And, and so that you're exactly right. And the idea of ownership, I mean, it can, I continue, I continue to, to learn deeper levels of ownership because man, there are times where I'm like, no, 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 that wasn't me. No, I didn't do that. And, and there's so there's just, there's always more to get to. And um, like I said, I became a man um, in meetings with other men who were courageous enough, were comfortable enough with themselves, and were desperate, desperate. They were desperate to be something different. They were desperate to have a different life. They were desperate to have that satisfaction that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And they were willing. They were willing to do whatever it took to make it happen. And that's one of the things that I like so much about your Instagram and what and the message that you put out there, because if we live with integrity, it's often said that we could be the only Bible somebody ever reads. And we've, we've got to live in a way that people go, I want what he has. I want to live in a way that I mean, he's not that you're smiling all the time, but you're positive. You have a, a good outlook, even in the 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 down times. 
And that's when people start to go, okay, there's something different about that guy, Britt. And there's something different about that guy, Jeff. I've got to figure out what that is. And to me, that's such a, an example of how we should be living because then that's that living of integrity because we don't want to have, we don't want to ruin the, the reputation that we've created by having things under the rock, so to speak. No, right. No doubt about it. And, and I, I would go as so far and take it a step further to say that we proclaim those things that it is the it is the flag we are planting wherever it is, um, whether it's in our business, our coaching business, whether it's on the ball field, if we're coaches with our families, it is planting the flag of integrity and say, this is who I am. And I am you are not, I'm not going to waver no matter what happens. And, and you talk about the whispers, man, because that that is something that still plagues me. I mean, I through my story, man, shame was just a huge part of it. And, um, I, I mean, I, obviously by my choices, I, I brought that a lot of myself and, um, but it's, it still gets me. It's you're not good enough or you can't, you can't get this message out there to more people or it's not, it's not a message that resonates and blah, 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 blah. And, man, I've got to put on the full armor. Amen and, to that. And, that. and that sword of the spirit, the word of God is, is the one that continues to protect me all the time, every day, every hour of my life. And, and that's where that idea of passion, passion comes in. Um, and, and when, it's in alignment when everything's in alignment, your passion can come out. Your, your why can be so much bigger, mm -hmm. so much bigger. It's, it can be so much bigger than the material things that we talked about earlier. And you can go on to have significance and, and affect lives in a way. And, and you know what, just, you know, you know what happens to come along when you do that money comes along, exposure comes along. Um, and not always, but I mean, there is, you know, there's more success and blessing that come when you're in alignment and I can't, I just can't stress it enough. Yeah. And the blessing is just feeling in the flow. Right. Right. I mean, the, the other stuff is the stuff that the whispers like, oh, well, you need to stop because you're not making enough money or you don't have a big enough following on Instagram and, and know, all right? these, again, these lies that happen. It, it's just the fulfillment of serving others. So Amen. before we, because I want to be very respectful of your time, before we um, end this, I want you to talk to people about the Oak Tree Source and what motivated you to write it and what is that book about and who can it help? Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. The Oak Tree Source, it's called The Oak Tree Source, Becoming a Man of Strength, Substance, and spirituality. And that's one of the S's that I didn't get to was substance. And so amongst all the things that we're, we're bombarded with uh, in advertisements and all of those things for us to look good or feel good or be good, life it comes down to substance. It comes down to that essential stuff um, that we're made of, that God made us of. And so the oak, the oak tree source was born out of a desire to share what I've learned, to share this life of significance um, that I've learned over many years of trial and error, and to glorify, to glorify God through the revelation that He gave me around the oak tree and becoming a source, and and so that was one part of I think we alluded to our entire conversation here. When we're the beginning point, we're the starting point. When we're the source of service or encouragement or love or leadership or integrity, we can then lead in a way like Jesus led. And so um, Jesus was called, uh, Paul used the term kephale when he was writing in Greek uh, to the Ephesians um, and in, in Ephesus. And kephale means um, source or spreader of seeds or, or, leader and any he, he termed Jesus that way and so as we know Jesus came to serve and not be served and to sacrifice and give the ultimate sacrifice and die for us 
um, the oak tree source is a takeoff on Jesus's style of leadership. So he, as Jesus flipped leadership on its head, he was the source, but he was the head of the church. And so if men would continue to become a source of all of these life-giving things, they would be respected as the head of their household, the, the head of their organization in, in even a deeper way. And so when we grow those strong roots in Jesus, we become that respected head. We grow strong like oak trees. And so in mm -hmm. 2018, um, I I'd had the idea for the book. I went to New Orleans. Uh, my friend said, hey, I got to show you something. We went and saw the tree of life, which I know there are many trees of life <laughs> in the world. But the tree of life in New Orleans is a oak tree that was planted in 1740, close to 300 years old. The trunk and the branches on this tree were absolutely mind-boggling. And, and as I walked around the roots in this tree, the tree roots that were sticking up, I continued to walk around. The trunk was so enormous and, and the, the branches were so big. I'm like, this is it. This is it. The, so the oak tree source. And so if we become, if we let, if we follow Jesus, if we do the work, if we follow God, we will grow strong roots in him, which will then make us strong like oak trees and our influence will multiply and grow like we have never known and if we're able if we're willing to to swallow our pride or humble ourselves and become the source the starting point which is not always easy when you're the start like like christ when you're with it was not easy he was mocked he was he was questioned all of those things if we're able to become that grow those strong roots we will lead and we will be respected and and that will lead us to our substance, which is the the important stuff in life, the stuff that sticks, the stuff that gives us satisfaction, and obviously uh, that is a spiritual journey in itself. So that is good. And the That's whole it. time you're sitting there describing that tree, all I kept thinking of is it started from a small little acorn. Oh man! Oh yeah! And it just and it takes time, and you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You said it was a right. 300 year old tree. <laughs> no, exactly. No doubt about it. And and no doubt about it. And in a society that tells us we don't have enough time, all the guys you'll see on Instagram, it's like you have, you, there's an urgency. You've got to get it. Take, you've got to do it now. Da, 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 da. Yes, it's true. You got, you got to get to work, but there is time to go deep, to grow deep and become that respected leader and head that you always thought you could be. Mm -hmm. So from that, what, what message would you like to leave the audience with today? I would like to leave everybody on the path to greatness podcast with this. Make it bigger. So anything that you can think of. So the, the greatest things in this world that it has to offer. God is bigger. Mm. Make your dreams, make your goals bigger than anything that you could think of that scare you more than you think. And that's when your passion will rise to the surface. You will find the things that you love in this life and life will be satisfying and significant beyond anything that you could imagine. And folks, you can find the Oak Tree Source, Becoming a Man of Strength, Substance, and Spirituality on my website at brittgusmus.com, where books are sold anywhere. And you can look at my website as well. Um, if you need a speaker for an event or a facilitator, uh, someone to energize your event. And folks, go deep. Don't be afraid to go deep. That's where the good stuff is. Well, I got to say that I'm fired up, <laughs> so I know you could do it for a whole room. Um, That's right. Britt, thank you very, very much. I knew that this would not disappoint, and it did not. Um, I'm excited to to start this friendship from an acorn and see how big it's going to get, and that we'll continue to. I've already, I'm thinking of some friends of mine that have podcasts that I've got to introduce you to because I know your message would resonate with their audience as well. 
Um, and then let them know where they can find you on Instagram because your stuff is fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for letting me do that, Jeff. So on Instagram, it's Britt Gusmus, B-R-I-T-T-G-U-S-M-U-S-7-11 on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's just my name, Britt Gusmus. And on Twitter, um, it's at Britt Gusmus. So B-R-I-T-T-G-U-S-M-U-S. Thank you so much. And I'll get him to send me all that. I'll put it in the show notes so you can easily yeah. find him. Go buy his book. Um, I know that that's one of those things that authors really need you to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Um, I appreciate you. Hang on one second. Everybody, this is Britt Gusmus, and I appreciate you hanging out with us today. Thanks a lot.